Welcome to the 3B Experience. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 3B Experience. Zach McNall here. Jose Fergoso. You guys have been asking about a food plot episode, wanting to know about food plots, and we got one for you tonight. Funny story about food plot I got for you. Let's hear it. So uh, there's this property along the tracks that I, our track splits half of the property, and then there's Grave Road that splits the other half. Um, and I was going by there, and it just looks good. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ask this lady and see if I can hunt it. So I found out who it was and where she lived. Turns out her, her husband's passed away, and she's in really bad health, and her uh, daughter, Chris, is taking care of her. So I went up to her house, introduced myself, you know, told him who I was, and uh, told him what I wanted to do. And they told uh, Chris told me <clears throat> Chris told me that she's pretty sure nobody hunts in there. Or at least she doesn't think, and she she knows some people hunt below her house, but that that property she doesn't think anybody does. Right. So she said she gave me her number. She's like, "Hey, text me your name and number, and then I'll ask mom tonight, and then I'll get back to you." And she ended up sending me a message that night, pretty late. She said, "Mom's pretty sure nobody asked permission to be in there, so you know, happy hunting, be safe, blah blah." And I'm like, "Perfect." Score. Yep. So that Monday when I was going through there. I stopped and I started kind of walking the edge of the pro- or between the timber and the cor- uh, bean field. When I got down to the like southeast corner property line, I walked in the timber, walked in a little ways, and I looked kind of to the northeast. And I'm like, why does it look really green in there? Like <laughs> like bright green, right? So I walked a little further and got to where the food plot kind of started. Well, what I didn't know was a food plot at the time, but when I got to this little opening and I looked in there, and I'm like. There's a freaking food plot in here. And it was <laughs> like, it's like, it. it's like a half acre food plot. <laughs> oh, shit. So I got a hold of Chris and she said, well, nobody's supposed to be in there, you know? So <clears throat> she's like, let me talk to mom. And I said, well, maybe your mom gave permission to somebody years ago and she forgot about it. So she got a hold of me later that day and she said, no, mom said she doesn't remember the last time she gave permission to somebody. So nobody's supposed to be in there. And I said, well. So you're telling me someone's taking the time to plant this food plot. <laughs> Well, that's what I thought. So um, I told Chris, I said, what I'll do is I'm going to write my name in a little on a little piece of paper and I'll put it in like a sandwich bag and I'll tuck <laughs> it in this ca- on this person's camera. And I said, I'll have him get a hold of me. And she said, yeah, please do. And once you figure out who it is, let me know. And if you don't figure out, if you don't figure out who it is, she's like, I'm willing to get the sheriff and the DNR involved to get this person kicked out because they're trespassing because my mom said nobody's supposed to be in there. Right. So I'm like, okay, so... That would have been like a Wednesday. I went, went, or no, it was a Thursday. I went back by there and I left a little note. <laughs> this guy got a hold of me this past Sunday, told me who he was, and I told him who I was. And he's like, what, what are you wanting to know? And I said, well, according to the landowner, nobody's supposed to be in here. And I said, when did you get permission? And he goes, well, I'll be honest with you. He goes, I got permission several years ago, and I just never went back and asked permission again. Uh, He's like, I just assumed it was okay if I just stayed in here hunting. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, it's I probably should ask every year. He's like, but I never did. And he's like, so I just kind of left it at that. And I'm like, well, Chris was like wanting to get the sheriff and DNR <laughs> involved because she thought somebody's trespassing. Right. So he's like, well, 
call Chris and give her my name and number. And if he's she like, wa- hey, don't, don't, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so he said, call Chris and you know, tell him who I am, give him my name and number. They'll know who I am because his brother actually has ground to the south that butts up to this lady's ground. And I've messaged Chris like three times and she hasn't got back to me. But I'm like, well, if you got permission, I mean, whatever. I said, but I'm going to be in there too. And he said, yeah, that's fine. Do whatever you want. But he's got a really nice food plot in there. So are you going to be able to hunt it? Well, <laughs> I might. <laughs> so he did all the work and he's yeah. getting. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I want to, I want to sit down and talk to him good <clears throat> right. about it and see if I can act. Cause you know, maybe don't be a total dick about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I was hoping that Chris would get back to me and be like, yeah, I'll just kick him out. Did you at least check the camera? No, I did it. Did, did I check the, his yeah. camera? Yeah. No, I no. didn't check his camera. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I probably should. I guess I probably should have, but see no, if it's I, worth hunting. Yeah. I put, I put a camera up. There's like a picture of a 200. Like, yeah. Get this guy out of here. <laughs> so I actually put a, I actually put a camera at the, where I first walked into the food plot and he actually has two apple trees planted in there too. Oh shit. Like big apple trees. But right when I first found that food plot, there's two small little scrapes on them apple trees. So I went ahead and hung camera there and I, I got nice. a couple decent bucks, nothing huge, but cell cam. No, just, a, just a regular. Well, yeah, it's just regular camera. Well, I guess you get to run the tracks regularly. So you get yep. a, you can check it probably yep. what every, every right now I'm running it uh, twice a week. Okay. So on Monday and then either Thursday or Friday. But I didn't want to put an expensive camera or a cell camera because if there was somebody that was trespassing, I didn't want it to get ruined. You know what I mean? So right. I put a cheap wild game innovations camera. So if they if they would have decided to take it or break it, I wasn't really out much. So I actually need to go in there and put up a better camera. But but yeah, so that's a pretty it's, it's pretty it's, wild yeah, story. Yeah, it's a wild story. So we should uh, give Doug a call on that now and yeah, see, we see what tonight we say. got tonight we're gonna have Doug Castrava. 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 Owner of Horny Buckseed. And we're going to give him a call tonight and hopefully teaches us some stuff about food plots. Yep. Very knowledgeable guy. Super knowledgeable. Should be pretty interesting. So let's give Doug a call. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. Now I got you. All right. Are you in good reception land or no? Well, I think so. Uh, okay. I, I, I think so. I'm going to make the best of it, you know. Yeah, we'll like see. Like I what... said, I'm over in Buffalo County, so I my my signal is horrible out here. Okay, so you're, uh, you're close to Iowa then, ain't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's where we're out of, if you didn't know. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. So how'd the, how'd the hunt go tonight? Uh, well, I see deer, so I'm happy. Lots of me in our food plots. Um just they were just a little bit you know just nothing the one that i'm after wasn't there okay so you know uh, joel's got one here uh it's a good four and a half year old and uh he's just starting to like come out you know a little bit later a little bit late a little earlier a little earlier but he's not still not quite daylight yet so right it is right. what it is yep well i got a co-host with me jose how's it going doug it's going wonderful how you doing i'm doing pretty good we're we're at in wisconsin you said you're from I'm 50 miles north of Green Bay. Okay, okay. I got some family that lives in, uh, it's a pretty crappy town, but it's called Beloit. Yeah, I know where Beloit is. Yep, that's down in the, that's, that's borderline hood uh, where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty crappy town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I, I live up in the middle of nowhere. Well, that, um, sounds, that sounds a lot better. Yeah, yeah. We got, <laughs> we're, we're pretty much farm ground. I don't have a neighbor. It's nice. That's that, good. That'd be, that'd be really nice. 
But hey, we can just jump. You say you don't have a whole bunch of time, so we'll kind of jump right in and get going. Um, sure, sure. Yep. Um, you just kind of want to tell everyone kind of about yourself and all that good jazz, and we'll get into some questions and go from there. All right. Well, uh, my name is uh, Dr. Strav. I own a company called Horny Buck Seed Company. I've uh, been in business for probably over 10 years, been planting food plots for over 20 years. Um, got into the business basically because many people don't understand how quality seed is important in growing quality crops. And a lot of people were like, just for deer, so we don't need nothing good. Um, I found out that if you have something good and you give them a good ration and you give them good quality products along with good minerals and everything, you can grow some really good deer on your own property. Um, been expected to take off. In fact, it got too big um, and I hated it. Um, because I'm kind of a private person for the most part. I love to laugh and have fun, don't get me wrong, but um, in the same token, I want to cater more towards people that want to grow deer um, and grow good deer on their property. So um, I I enjoy doing what I do. I'm a third-generation farmer living on the same farm that my grandparents built back in uh, probably the early 1920s, somewhere in there. Um, But uh, I love it. I have 200 acres and I'm happy as a clam. Sounds awesome. Sounds like where I want to live. <laughs> sounds like you're living the dream, I'm, honestly. I, I am blessed. Uh, the yeah. Lord has blessed me tenfold, so I am not complaining, trust me. You bet. So, how did like the horny buck seed get started? Like, did you just come up with it out of nowhere or were you? Um, no, well, so I was, I was planting, actually, I used to, I, I had my own landscaping company. And a lot of our customers were weekend warriors. They were people that had cabins out in the woods or whatever, and they wanted to watch the deer without sitting there and having to feed them. So I started planting them food plots. Well, you know, for the deer to eat, and they loved it. And I sold the landscaping business, and I ended up deciding, you know what, um, I got a pretty good thing here going. I was growing plots at home, and I was enjoying growing plots at home. I started growing plots for friends and family. Um, and then it kind of just basically took off from there. Um, we named it horny buck. My wife named it horny buck. I did not. Um, (laughs) that was, uh, that was with her. She uh, thought it was kind of catchy and funny because when we went hunting, every deer she seen was a horny buck. Um, and she just thought that, you know what, because it had horns protruding out of its head, it was automatically horny. So, right. um, moral of the story is, um, my brother grew, uh, drew the caricature, which is, uh, I grew up in the Warner Brother time of Bugs Bunny and Foghorn Leghorn and Yosemite Sam and the whole nine yards. So, he grew us Horny the Buck, and Horny the Buck is our mascot, emphasis on Horny Buck Seed. Um, so, it kind of took off from there, and we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, people still buy our shirts and our clothing and stuff, and we have a lot of fun with it, and I, I love it. Um, and if I can put a smile on people's faces, that's all that matters. Yeah, I was going to say, I kinda, that's kind of what stood out to me when I was looking at certain seeds and stuff was your uh, your logo there. Yeah, it's crazy, but yeah. uh, I, I didn't think it would ever, you know, for me, it's all part of the marketing, but I'm all about quality. I don't care about what's on the bag or what's, you know what I mean? Right. Um, But, you know, if people can have fun with it, I don't care. We got horny undies. We got everything, (laughs) Um, you know, and I don't, I, I let the girls do that stuff. I don't even want to know. So I, like I said, I'm all about trying to grow deer and that's all that matters. Right. Right. 
So there's like a ton of seed companies out there. What what would you say sets you apart from the other competitors? Um, no coating, no filler, and a hundred percent fresh. Okay. Uh, most companies won't do it because they they can't make the margins. Um, and I'm not about becoming a millionaire. I don't care about money. Never did drive me, and it never will drive me because you can't take it with you. So right. um, I'm all about putting quality in the bag. That's all we ever talk about is quality. Um, and my customers, they can see it. Um, I've had a lot of customers that are like, hey, I bought such and such. It was a little bit cheaper than yours. And I'm like, hey, I don't blame you. If you want to do it on price and you're on a budget, God bless you. We're not that much more expensive by no means, but right. whatever makes you happy. If you want to save that extra 20 bucks, 40 bucks, God bless you, you know, and then the next year they call me up, oh, was that a mistake? And I'm like, man, <laughs> you know, um, and that's fine. That's fine. No harm, no foul. Yeah. I don't blame you for trying. Uh, but then, you know, um, I had a customer actually this year uh, called me up and he started this is a true story. He started out growing our stuff. He started out with eight pounds, one acre. Um, last year, he took that eight pound at, at one acre, and he went up to 15 acres. Uh, he's an outfitter. And this year, he went up to 76 acres. Wow. Jesus. You know, so, I mean, I can't even fathom planting that much for deer. Right. Um, but he, he sends me pictures of his deer. He's a private kind of guy. Um yeah, he's growing really good deer. So, so, so you say you, great. right? You say you use only fresh. So, if someone here's a this is a question from a question from a listener. Um, so, let's say someone buys like a pallet of your seed. Is it if it sits around a year? Is it still good? It'll still be better than almost anything that you're going to get off the shelf. Here's the deal about seed. Seed can last for quite a long time if it's kept in the right condition. Right. Sunlight is the worst thing on, on seed and hot, cold, hot, cold, and moisture. If you can keep it in a, in a decent climate area and you keep it covered so that the sunlight can't hit it, um, it's going to be unbelievably good the next year. Um, the problem with a lot of these companies, they throw it on a shelf and it's already two to three years old to be, and they put it on a bag for the first time in the shelf. So if it sits on a shelf for two more years, now you're in, in there for three to five years. Well, guess what? You know, your germ and your vigor are going to go right down. So right. that ain't good either. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it works out pretty good. Yep. Um, do you ever, do you try to come up with like new seed mixtures every year? Or do you kind of just stick with what works or what's well, been working? Well, here's the deal. You can't reinvent the wheel. Right. Um, I, I, you know, the problem with social media is I get into this all the time. Well, so-and-so's doing this and so-and-so's doing this. Listen, we already build restaurants. Our, bi our billings are very busy. I don't know how you're going to tweak them and what more you're going to do. And I, I, you know, the moral of the story is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Um, and if the deer are liking it and they're growing good on it, why in the world am I going to want to sit there and add a little bit more of this or take out a little bit of that? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We got so many different varieties there and they're all good in their own place in their own way. Um, you know, it, you just got to find the right fit for your, your, where your, your region and where you're at. Right. So has your has your seed been tested like throughout the U.S. region wise or? Yes, um, we sell to twenty nine different states, um, but a majority of the thing is timing. Now down south, if it doesn't freeze, brassicas are not a hit. That's right. why they like their peas and oats. Like our checkmate is really good down south. 
Um, they love it. Um, alfalfa is good. Clovers are good if they're getting moisture inland. It's pretty good. You just got to watch your, you know, where you're at. If you're going to get a lot of frost and a lot of cold ground, a lot of cold weather, um, like your tank, your tagged out, uh, big rack, dead zone, uh, sweet frost are all great, great blends. Um, right. It's just you got to kind of watch what you're, you're planting. You know, forage beans are great too. It depends on what you're trying to grow and what you're trying to do. Gotcha. So I'm assuming you have annuals and perennials then, correct? Yes, and and almost every blend we have except for, well, we got one that's all perennials, which is a luckle buck, and then we have annuals and perennials in our big racks and tagged out. So, so what, it works out pretty good. What would you recommend for someone to plant, like an annual or a perennial? Well, here's the deal. If you want to grow antlers, you want to have them both together. So okay. if you're going to, you know, if you... You got to remember in the spring of the year, you got to have your deer on something and protein as soon as they possibly can. So you want your clovers and alfalfa and chicory coming back as soon as we get some warm rains and it's coming out of the ground. That's when antlers start growing. That's when does start getting their bags for the milk for their fawns. You mm-hmm. want it's a, it's a it's a full gambit. So um, you you're, and I still plant everything in the fall, but it works great because it gets a good catch and it comes back in the spring. It's phenomenal. Gotcha. So then there, my next question, do food plots produce bucks with larger racks, which you've already kind of answered that, but yeah, absolutely. Protein grows antlers, period. And do you have a seed that's strictly like with a ton of protein in it or they all kind of have a bunch of protein? Well, if you got to have a, the right mixture blend, so it's got to have the right clovers and alfalfas. That's what's going to give you protein. Beans will give you like our forage beans, phenomenal protein. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, you gotta have something with variety. So like most of our blends are kind of busy cause they got a lot of different clovers in them, but you know what? The clovers all mature at a different time. Deer will eat them all through until they get to flower. Um, you're, you're growing deer. So it works absolutely phenomenal. Gotcha. Um, so how much land would you recommend or would be required for a food plot? Well, I mean, for me personally, you mean at the size of a plot? Yeah. Well, you know, a quarter acre will attract deer, but you need three acres to feed deer. Um, gotcha. I tell all my customers that, you know, you, you, you got to make sure that you give them enough groceries. Yep. Um, you know, and if you don't, because they'll mow it right down and move on to the next show. So you got to make sure you give them enough. So that'd be the difference between, you know, they call it like a kill plot versus a food plot. Correct. In okay. my opinion, yes, that's what it is. Your kill plot would be your smaller ones, where you smaller you're just, plots. Yeah, yep. gotcha. Yeah. And another uh, listener question we got: uh, Should they get their soil tested? If so, how and when okay. should I test it? Absolutely. Um, you can go to your local co-op, or we have them online that you can send it to. It's free to mail them in, as far as postage wise, and it's eighteen dollars per sample. Um, but they will tell, give you a breakdown and a rundown of everything. Yeah, soil testing is very, very important. You got to know your pH. Otherwise, you could be throwing fertilizer at it and not getting anything out of it. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that you definitely, definitely need to do. So, so you is know, that, it, it, is that how right. you de- decide what fertilizer to use as your pH level? Yes, you got you to gotta know where your pH is at, correct. Okay. So what's like a normal fertilizer? What's like a common fertilizer normally? A uh, triple nineteen or a triple twenty. Okay. You know that's about that's very common. Gotcha. Triple nineteen or triple twenty is good. 
Because they those uh like the triple nineteen and triple twenty they they got lime and stuff included in them, don't they? No, no, they do not. Oh, they lime do not. is totally okay. something very different. Yeah, something different. Okay, okay. So what's lime do? Lime will neutralize your soil. So if your pH is out of whack, um, so if your pH is way off, you got to put your you got to put lime in it so you can get your ultimate like about a six five to a seven, um, and that way you're going to utilize and your plants are going to be healthier too. So you're gonna you know you got to make sure you get that uh, neutralized if that makes sense. Gotcha. So. Now I've seen a bunch of pictures online of your seed, horny buck seed, and you know, like I'm pretty sure it's a turnip, and those turnips are as like as almost as big as my head. Looking, how do how do guys grow them that big, or is that just your normal seed? Well, it's um, you gotta you, you it's all about timing and water and fruit, you know everything else that goes with them. So you gotta make sure that you have them fed. You know you gotta feed your plants well. Um, you know, it, it kind of goes pretty simple that way. It's just as long as you got your food plots fed, um, you know, that you got enough fertilizer for them, you're going to be totally fine. Okay. So what's your germination percentage or what can they expect with your seed? Well, um, the germination ratio, um, when, if you see it on the bag, it is the absolute lowest it's going to get on an average. We're over 98%. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yes. It's very good. Correct. So a lot of guys like around here will say, you know, they got to, you know, have a cornfield or a bean field to hunt over. I don't need to plant food plots. What would you say to someone with that kind of mentality? Uh, variety. Um, you know, let's just say, and I tell a lot of my customers this, you pick your favorite food. Let's just say it's steak, okay? Um, are you going to eat steak seven days a week, 30 days out of the year, out no. of the month? Probably not. You get what I mean? Yeah, no, I wouldn't be able exactly. to afford it. <laughs> well, hell yeah, you couldn't afford it either. Yeah, that's true. But uh, uh, but you know what I mean? Yeah, varieties for deer are crucial. They all uh, Tonight I was sitting tonight in a, um, in a tagged out plot, and I was watching these deer eat almost every type of leaf you could think of in that plot wow. from every different plant, you know, because they know variety, so they know what they're eating. Right. I had a quick question on your, on your clover. I know, like, some plots – um or some seed if you plant your clover plots you know you mow it every so often and then it'll come back up the next year mm -hmm. so some of those seeds i know after like four or five years you got to replant is yours Correct. like that or is i mean is that normal well, for for clover if you if you can keep feeding it and it doesn't freeze out it'll last seven years okay um okay. but you got to mow it rule of thumb as soon as it flowers yep yep when it flowers out you got to mow it and then do you usually mow because i've heard people say you just mow the top like four or five inches or you mow it down so you only got four or five inches coming out of the ground what would you recommend uh four to five inches out of the ground and then whack it off okay that's perfect it was sharp with a sharp mower too by the way okay <laughs> right yeah don't just fold the clover over <laughs> right 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 so you sell mineral as well is that correct yes Yes. Um, and that's obviously going to help with antler growth. Do you? Oh, that's, that's the key. Um, it's more than almost any food plot you're going to plant. Okay. And so you you're know, feeding um, mineral all year round? Correct. Okay. Correct. Because I know a lot of guys will just throw it out, you know, just to get some trail cam pictures. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I'll text you guys some pictures when we get done with the podcast and okay. you'll understand how important it is <laughs> so, so like in in wisconsin like here in iowa um obviously we can't hunt over mineral 
And if you keep mineral out year round, you got to be so far away from it. Yeah. Um, so how would you, what would you say, where would you recommend putting it out? So, well, you, so uh, you're not it's so illegal close in to al- it. it's, it's illegal in almost every state. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, you know, I try to find near a water source and a bedding area. Um, at free range, our minerals really low in salt, so they don't need, they don't eat a lot of it because deer like salt, like kids love sugar. Yep. Um, so, um, I don't believe in giving them a lot of salt. Okay. Yeah, um, it only makes them lethargic and it's really bad for them. Yeah. Cause you know I, I, mean? I know the salt will, you know, penetrate into the dirt and then the deer just keep coming back and pawing out the dirt and just making a big hole. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so if someone buys seed off you, would you? Are, do you go and like help them figure out kind of how the best way to do it or are they kind of on their own? I do a lot of, I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of co- consulting over the phone. I don't just okay. leave people just sit there and, and, and not figure it out. Right. Um, uh, I don't, I don't believe in setting anybody up to fail. So gotcha. if somebody wants, really wants to know, shoot me a text message. Um, hey, can you take a phone call? And I will go through how to, when to, why to, and yeah. walk them through it. Pretty simple. Okay. Yeah, because that was one of the questions we had here from someone. It said, what if I go through all the trouble of planting a food plot and it doesn't come up the way it should? Yeah. It, and you know what? Um, food plotting is farming, and farming sucks. <laughs> right. It takes a while. <laughs> it takes a while to get things where it needs to be, but it, you also got to do it right. And if you don't know what you're doing, um, I'll help you get where you, so you can do it correctly. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. So what, um, what's the price point on, let's say like your, like a half acre, acre food plot, like what's someone going to spend on just uh, seed to get that going? A half acre plot will be anywhere from 30, 30 to $45 on an average for right. a half acre, right. um, which by today's standards, isn't the worst. Um, but then again, if you got clover coming back year after year, I think you won, didn't you? Yep. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's say, you know, not everyone's going to have a bunch of farming equipment and stuff to maybe put seed in the ground. Could you maybe run down maybe step by step for just an average hunter or person listening where to start planting and you know different seed for different type of planting okay i usually take a ph test start out with right um i find a sprayer uh, spray glyphosate uh, you got to get your ph where it needs to be use liquid lime or regular lime uh, we sell a lot of liquid lime so it works out really good um but if that's what you can do um you know you can just throw the seed down and fertilize it and it'll grow it right Right. Um, so, I mean, that's what I would do. It okay. works out pretty well. But now if like someone had like a four wheeler and a harrow or something like that, you'd recommend, you know, using what you got. Yeah. I, that's what I would do. I do a lot of stuff with a four wheeler, believe it or not. Okay. And a packer a lot, a yep. lot. It works exceptionally well. Yep. Um, trying to go through these listener questions. Do you have like a certain, someone asked, uh, do you recommend like a certain shape to a food plot? Um, you know, here's the deal. Um, I don't believe in making a big bowl. Um, I don't like to even a lot of times hunt food plots. I like to hunt transition areas. Right. Um, but you know, if you can do bends and crooks in them, anything to make the deer feel comfortable, you're winning. 
let's put it that way okay yeah that makes sense and you obviously want to you i mean you want to place try to get your food plot close to like a bedding area i'm assuming well you want to get a food plot in a transition so yeah i mean you you want to put it where the deer have to travel from one area to another area so you're not boogering it up going in and out you know what i mean right so it's a lot of it's strategic um but um you know you, you, that's that that's what i do and that's kind of what works the best um i try to get them a little ways away from their bedding area um but then again sometimes you get a good food plot they'll sleep right in the in the food plot so right. i don't know if you won or lost in that one but it's all part of, <laughs> part of hunting i guess you know right when uh we used to plant a pretty big food plot uh on this one piece of ground we used to have and we'd have does bedding it all the time when we'd be sitting in the right. stand so yeah, yeah, but you know they don't they don't they don't leave their food stores too far, do they? No, no, and that's like you know Wisconsin and Iowa. We got pretty brutal winters, and I think it kind of helps them out if you can. Oh, absolutely! The healthier they are, the better off they are. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know the big thing I noticed when planting food plots was you know you do attract way more deer. You go from seeing one or two deer a night to. Um, you know, maybe 15 to 20 deer a night. Right, right. Yep, yep. yep. A deer attract deer, there's no doubt about it. Yep. Well, I think that's all the listener questions and questions I kind of had. I, so with most of our guests, I like to do some rapid-fire questions just for fun. Okay. Are you ready for them? <laughs> yep, go ahead. Fire away. All right, would you rather shoot a typical or non-typical? Typical. Typical. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Um, what would be... I grow a lot of non-typicals, though. Really? Wait, till you, wait till I send you some mixed manual pictures. You'll understand. I'm ready yeah. for them. Yep. All right. Uh, what would? What's your dream hunt? Or maybe you've already uh, gone on it. But uh, honestly, I don't. You're going to laugh at this. Any time at the end of season, when I'm done with my food plotting season, that I can go sit in a tree, and even if I see a deer, I am happy as a lark. Um, <laughs> right. It, to me, it's not even about killing anymore. You learn that nature is a beautiful thing. Don't waste it. Right. Um, right. You know, I mean, I guess if there's anything that's exotic that I would kind of be cool to go kill would be an Alaskan brown bear. That would be great. But you know what? I do not need that to fulfill my life. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, If you had to pick one animal to hunt for the rest of your life, what would it be? Whitetail. Okay. Straightforward. I I knew that was 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. I love them. I love, I love, I love old deer. Yeah. I love old, ugly deer. I love them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Love them. Um, would you ever consider uh, quitting hunting or fishing for a billion dollars? No. Good answer. <laughs> no. And I, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. I if you were, if you were going to sit there and say, I'll give you a million dollars to quit hunting. I don't care if you gave me a billion dollars to quit hunting. I would never quit. Nope. Same. I, money is just, you know what? Love of money is the root of all evil. I hate it. I hate money. I can't stand it. Money I'd don't rather buy, money don't buy happiness, right? You know, I, I always tell everybody I'd be the Forrest Gump of food plotting. If I was a multi billionaire, <laughs> I'd go plant the food plots for free. There you um, go. You know, it's just that's just the way I am. Yep. Period. Um, if you ever shot a two hundred inch buck, would you quit hunting? No. No, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, I don't think no. I would either. No, 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 uh, let's see. What would, what do you fear the most? A deer sight or a deer sense of smell? 
smell. Okay. Smell. Their their nose is unflipping believable. Especially yeah. them old skylining women. Oh, oh yeah. God, horrible. I think everyone horrible. who's everyone who's been out hunting has been busted by a doe. Oh yeah. And oh, if they yeah. say they haven't, they're lying. A hundred serpent. Yes. Yep. All right, here's one. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. But what is something not many people know about you that you could give to our listeners? Well, everybody knows I'm fat. <laughs> um, um, I'm, um, I'm a very religious fella. Okay. I guess I kind of knew that already, but oh, I'm okay. sure not a lot. Well, of, I'm sure not. I don't know if our listeners really know who you are, anyway. So yeah, well, uh, they, you know, if they want to learn, they can. Yep, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's all I got for questions. Um, but before we go, um, you want to kind of tell people where they can find you and how they can put an order in if they want. Um, Hornybuckseed.com. Um, and if you have any issues, believe it or not, um, my cell phone number is our business line. Okay. So you can text me at any time. You can try calling. I ain't going to promise you nothing. Right. You leave a message. I will call you back. Uh, 920-539-1259. Um, I'll tell you what, guys. Let's plan on doing a part two. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna send you a bunch of pictures uh, when we get off the phone here. And uh, um, and then uh, we'll dabble in, uh, in, in mineral and how important uh, uh, deer gut health is you'll 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 be amazed yeah that'd be perfect i'd love that um i think that's all we got so i really appreciate you coming on here and doing this no no worries brother let's just keep in touch and uh like i said if you have any questions i'm only a text away okay you bet sounds good i I appreciate it doug and i hope you i hope you shoot a big one uh well you know what i'm just out hunting so i'm happier than a pig in poop let me tell (laughs) you yeah i hear you all right. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate the time, brother. Yeah, yep. we'll talk Take soon. Care, bud. Okay, see you guys. Bye bye. What a guy. What a guy. He is a hell of a guy. That guy is energy. I meant to his en- percent yeah. from the beginning to the end. He's a <laughs> kind of a high strung individual, but huh. I love it. Kind of take away from this. There's more than just you know throwing seed out into some dirt and yep, hoping yep. it grows. Hoping I mean, it grows. On the part two, I'm hoping we get more into like the science of it, um, which sounds like we will. Right. But yeah, there's more to antler growth than what people think. And you know, when it I, is, it is what they eat. So, right. When I first started planting food plots, I, the one farm that I've only been able to plant food plots on, I can no longer plant food plots on it. But when I started there, I was exactly what you said. I wanted to go as cheap as possible cause I didn't want to spend a bunch of money. And my plot was only I don't even think it was a half acre. Mm-hmm. So I was buying seed from Tyson's and I did it for three years. And every year I bought seed from Tyson's, I was bitching and complaining. This seed sucks. You're talking the seed that comes out in little yes. dumper deals. Yep. And it yeah. was just, it was just clover. Actually the first year I did all clover. And then I think the second year I did half of the plot clover and the other half plot was brassicas mm-hmm. and it's terrible seed. I mean, it really is. Really? But, and I also wasn't doing all my work. I wasn't taking pH levels nothing like that. I had no idea what my soil test was. So I just buy 12 pounds of seed, two bags of fertilizer, spread it out there. And see, and honestly, my dad is like really good at growing food plots. Is he? I don't know if he's ever done pH levels or not. I haven't really paid attention to that part. I've been, you know, I've been part of the process, like how to do it, you know, and maybe he did it before he could have, but I mean, it seems like every year 
as long as we have like you know adequate rain and all that right right his food plots are awesome awesome so i wonder if i can get him to start using horny buck and get them big head size fucking yeah, turnips never know yeah that'd never be know. awesome i know but, I, I wish i had somewhere i could plant a plot but can't anymore really no not the farm where i used to plant a plot say so the only plot we have to hunt is behind my dad's and it's it's a 20 acre piece but the plot's probably maybe a quarter acre mm-hmm. so it's just like doug said it's a, a, little, a tractor yeah, like a little kill plot which it does you know from what the work my dad's done to that piece you know by planting trees and doing all that stuff and planting the food he's got a food food plot in the bottom then up top he's got another small like strip mm-hmm. i don't know what it'd be for acres it's not much but yeah you know you'd be surprised how many deer have came to visit the plot oh i'm sure that's where me and my daughter have been hunting yep which lately it's been slow just because it's been hot and they've mm-hmm. been coming in at night and right. eating. But so yeah, I'd, I would say definitely if you know if people listening, if you have a spot to at least try to be a green thumb and plant something, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you got to lose? Right. It's either you know it's either you're gonna re- either gonna have more deer come in, or you're gonna learn a lot of shit about food plots yep yep in the I process think, and i think we're just starting to dig into this guy's brain about food plots yeah like he said <laughs> he didn't he didn't have much time tonight because he was driving a long ways from his hunting spot and i think he pulled over on the side of the road it sounded it like, sounded like <laughs> so it. it sounded like it i appreciate that i'm really interested in hearing from him about minerals yeah you know, like so we'll definitely have him on again and talk minerals and antler growth and all that good stuff yep, so yep. This is kind of a shorter podcast about food plots, but people are asking about it. And we had a couple people ask questions, wanted to know some stuff. So hopefully your answers got, or your questions got answered. Yep. And if you have more questions, just send them. Yeah. If you have more questions, send them to either me or Jose or anybody. And then we'll ask Doug again whenever he comes on. So, but anyway, appreciate you guys listening. We'll uh, catch you on the next one. Take care guys.